0: interesting there Indeed. we go now we started so now you have the the weird in before we do <laughs> yeah <then. laughs> you gotta have like the stuff to, to
1: build off of and jeff was complaining last time that we didn't have intro music i know i he made a liar out of me i and couldn't believe it <laughs> <laughs> i was like uh-oh <laughs> and it was his idea
0: he was like y- yo you want to have some intro music actually though and i was like sure yeah but. oh by the way I'm going to do it now. I'm going to say thank you, Caleb, the co-host, for editing and doing all that kind of work because I basically do no work to the podcast except uh, speak. Well, I figure it's roughly fair because you you have the drive. (laughs) 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 I
1: guess it's not that long of a drive, but...
0: (laughs) Yeah, I don't know. I I feel like you're still doing a lot more work. I'm going to say now thank you to Caleb for doing this. Well, i
1: Welcome to a- the podcast again, um, Unadorned, as we call ourselves. We don't actually call ourselves that much these days. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it's like one of those names that, like, we
0: have to have a name, but it doesn't stick super well. Or, so or like, it's not... We just have to repeat it a bunch. Yeah, or, or I feel like it's not super meaningful, but... Well, maybe it should be meaningful, but <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Well, anyways, today's topic is
1: technology. And we both had very different thoughts on this. I went more futuristic and what things are now and what they could become theoretically.
0: And then I went a bunch of the, basically, how each new technology um, improved and advanced and went up through kind of the ages generally and how it affected uh the growth of civilization and that sort of thing. So, g- I assume we're going to start with
1: Jeff here just because he has he has all the old stuff and we'll keep it chronological and everything. But uh, just out of curiosity, where did you start in your history? Cuz we could go like all the way back to the wheel or we can go back to
0: the Automatic farming tools, like how yeah, far back? that's that's a really good question. And I didn't go as far back as the wheel in like caveman <laughs> society, quote unquote, because I, I had a few reasons for doing this. One is it's very controversial of where we really started, and it it's kind of a weird gray um, beginning point for many reasons that we'll probably discuss in future podcasts, but I won't get into it now. And two, Along with that, there's a lot of stuff that we don't know from back then, uh, kind of going with the fact that it's gray area. And it's kind of hard to date and track that. So I went, I I basically started in, I didn't didn't capture a perfect time period, but I'm gonna say when, generally when um, the United Kingdom was colonizing places. So that general, so not quite the middle ages, but not too far be- ahead of that. So, like Britain's golden age, more yeah, or less. Yeah, basically Britain's golden age, because that's when you get a lot of the new, um, cool, <laughs> steam-powered, and then the new more mechanical farming, and then the better ships, and so you got you got a little more to pull from there, and more information, because it actually, truly, it wasn't that long ago. In a broader sense, it was only what two, three hundred years ago yeah for be how from, things have changed yeah from then to now which is kind of crazy if you think about it um yeah so actually i'm gonna derail myself a little bit but just a little bit of insight on the podcast last time we were like what should we do for next um the next podcast and so we we're just like yeah let's do uh the effects of new technologies and like okay and then we didn't <laughs> we, we kind of intentionally didn't say what we're like we didn't specifically say oh only like we're gonna cover this so we kinda left it broad so that we can bring whatever we want to the table. Yeah. But that's just a little bit of insight. And then so going back to what I actually did when okay, I'll start in the Middle Ages, which a little bit side tangent here. Um a lot of people call the Middle Ages the Dark Ages, but there wasn't, like, new tech that much. That's why they're called that, right? Yeah. I I would say, and also, it's a little bit of a misconception because, honestly, even though it was, like, more of a barbaric time period (laughs) and all that, so there's a book called The Bright Ages, which wants to, like, basically uh, flip that misconception slash stereotype on its head and... Is this where you get the, like,
1: the... Is it kind of a book emphasizing the more romantic ideals of the time, like all uh, the, the good stuff, the rose-colored glasses?
0: Yeah, a little bit, but it's more, They their goal was more to focus, like, hey, yes, there was lots of wars, yes, there was uh, diseases, and it was a non-technologically advanced era, but also, along with that, they actually had good things happen. A lot of literature came out of that, a lot of <laughs> technology came out of that area, and a lot of, um, honestly, if you want to call it beauty, kind of came out of that area so that's kind of what they were more focusing maybe not focusing but more pointing to like hey look it's called the dark ages but it's actually just a whole nother like look at all this advancement it's kind of like if um today time we say oh we're in such a good era like this is so <laughs> good and then say 100 years in the future like, oh in the what is this the 21st century they were so behind and they had diseases <laughs> <laughs> and uh, all that bad stuff. And everyone but had cancer. Yeah, every, yeah, yeah, everyone had cancer. But in reality, now it's like, oh, we're thriving. We're at our peak almost. So I think that's more it was emphasizing on, which is really cool. Um, I, I can't remember the author of that book, but it's definitely neat. And if you like the Middle Ages, definitely check that out. Uh, so going back, there's a few different categories that we can touch on in for the new technologies and how it I basically new technologies and how it affects civilization. Um, there's your war technologies. There's agri ag- agriculture, <laughs> agriculture and industry, and then there's more ease of access and just like the home stuff. Yeah, to make home life more efficient and. Yeah, I feel like there's a standard good... of living. Standard of living, basically, yeah. right? I feel like there's a good name for it, but I just can't think of that. <laughs> the fun stuff. The, the <laughs> yeah, the stuff that we would die without. Most of us <laughs> would think that we'd die without at least. <laughs> so, I'm because I like I actually do appreciate the Middle Ages a whole lot. Um, I'm a big fanboy of that area, but I'm gonna start. Okay, I don't know a whole lot of actual mm, geography. Geography of the back then and like the Europe and all the um, oh, where like the country lines, yeah, yeah, because like the Ottoman Empire and then the Roman Empire, but a lot of it was just divided, right? Like, there weren't, yeah, there wasn't like borders and stuff, yeah. It was more like, oh, there's a river here, oh, perfect, good border location, yeah. (laughs) And it kind of true is true to today, but in a more severe sense, and then you have the nomad tribes too, so it wasn't like cut and dry like it is now. But back in that era, which I I apologize for not having any dates or anything, I didn't write enough stuff down. Um, back in that area there was a lot of I guess a I'd I'd say hand to hand combat more
1: Or horse to hand or uh, horse hand <laughs> yeah. or
0: more um close close combat, I guess that's a better word for it. And so what a really neat thing that the Romans did is they really revolutionized <clears throat> how they fought, um, how they fought wars, and how they used their um, military force? So they had the cool ships and stuff, right? That they made. Oh, you know, I didn't. I, I, I'm bad because I didn't actually do any research on the ships. I was just focusing on the the people. Like and I think like, the Romans
1: were the first people who had like the the what's it called the the rams basically on oh, the front that's of right. the ship, and they would have the...
0: Ramming speed! A bunch, of, a bunch <laughs> of the people rowing. Oh, the prisoners. Like, slaves. <laughs> yeah, galley yeah. slaves. That, well, I know that from Ben-Hur, the, the famous line. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's an uh, interesting movie, but... <clears throat> or is it a play?
1: It's everything. It's It's like a bunch of movies. It's a book. It, I think it started as a book, and then it's just become everything since uh, then. Okay. It's so popular. <laughs>
0: okay, yeah. So I didn't, I didn't do much research on... Specific ship combat and a lot of naval exploration, but um, one of the interesting things that the Roman Romans did is that Roman Empire did is that what they actually because they covered such a large expanse they um, Had to kind of modify and change how they fought and organized their uh, companies of men to of more effectively deal with different people like uh, military if you're, technology. Yes, yes. Yeah. If you're fighting the Mongols, you're going to want a different strategy, strategy strategy than if you're going and to the Alps or the like the sea. Yeah, the sea or what's like I guess closer to Spain would be. Like there's so many different um, fighting styles coming at you that you kind of have to <clears throat> Combat. So really, what they did, which is I think it's cool, is they kind of did this. Well, they were just a little bit common sense and smarts. Is they saw what they kind of experimented, and then they also um, saw what worked and used it. And so I kind of relate it to the saying that um, history is doomed to repeat itself if you don't know it, or along those lines. Where like yeah, you just have to like look at what's happened, and then like make a good assessment from the data that you compiled. Yeah. So, one of the technologies they came up with was the shield phalanx, or... Phalanx? Phalanx, sorry. I don't know if I'm pronouncing that I, correctly. I think either. that's close. <laughs> which is just basically like the shield wall, which is really cool. Now this was one of their later things, and it didn't actually stick for a whole lot of time. Um, so that was really neat, and that, that they like, once they had that, they were almost, they were virtually unbeatable, because they just is basically you're up against a wall, and what can you do against it? But I mean, there was. And their enemies problems. weren't as orderly either. True. Yeah. Like, and another thing is, you really just needed to know, like, say four numbers, and then say number one is shields up, number two is, uh, say charge, number three is shields high, and then. Except they said this all in Latin. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't but, know Latin. But, like, but just generalize it. So as long as you have really good form and structure amongst the people and then easy memorize four or five things, I know I'm majorly generalizing, then you can have a quick and easy force, basically, and, in a broad sense. So that's really cool. But bef- I think before that, I don't remember what it was called, but they divided their military forces into three, like, companies or little... Tunes. I'm not using the right words, but if you get the general idea, say 50 men each, if we're doing small scale. And then they would only have two of those fight on the front lines of the fr- at a time. And then so they'd always have a reserve because Oh yeah, and, I've heard of those. yeah And what they would do is they'd put all the veterans in the reserve. So they would be literally sitting down watching the fighting of the two other groups. And those would be more the the newer people and the and the mid mid, mid- tier people and then yeah. if they had more veterans or whatever they'd go in that one. So that did a few things. One it kind of <laughs> weeded out the weak in a weird <laughs> sense cuz uh it, it, cuz all the veterans are the ones who survived from the first ones. It, yeah. And then it also battered down the enemy forces with your less skilled or other forces. So then when the and then it also made the people the veterans who were like hardened warriors like anxious not anxious but like rearing and ready to fight so then when they did finally switch out they'd have a fresh force of even better people be, to go up against a weaker force so it like it was a, pretty ingenious in my in my mind <laughs> yeah i was
1: thinking also you it, it's a good idea to have the veterans in the back because even when they're seeing all their all the other people getting slaughtered in front of them, they're more experienced and they won't um, get that panic that would set in from one of the newer people. Yeah, very true. It's, it's kind of less dark. Like, yeah, yeah, less
0: likely to be like, oh no, we're reasons. getting destroyed. Yeah. Nope, this is war, kids. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so that, and that was just a little snapshot that I was like, oh, that's so cool and that's part of the, the technology of that. But that's really all I had for the technologies of the Middle Ages era, and, era. Um, so that's cool to see how tactics and military, the military changed w- based on what they're facing. And of course, it kind of rings true today, but just with different... Um, yeah, we got missiles <laughs> and drones, yeah. drones and stuff <laughs> nowadays. Yeah. Um, so going forward in time to... I'm going to go... Yeah. Uh, what is it?
1: Where are we going to land? United Jeff?
0: Kingdom's... <laughs> The UK's golden ages. We're going to go to America and any other agriculture-based agriculture society. I'm just defaulting to America because that's what I know. So, not... I mean, it's intentional, but not. <laughs> not... I don't know. Not good. Who knows? But then we have the effect of how the advancements of, one, steam-powered engines and trains and stuff. And... Mm-hmm how the effect of mechanical farming equipment advancements. Um, Actually, what's interesting is if you look at it, they actually did have steam tractors back in the day, which is kind of bizarre and wild to me. (laughs) Like that was before the, that was like the small period when steam powered stuff was popular and before gas engine (laughs) stuff was, was like, oh, this is much easier than steam powered stuff.
1: Wait, imagine like a tractor powered by whale oil. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> How big of a reservoir of a- whale oil you'd have yeah. to have.
0: No, those, those those steam tractors were chonkers, I'll tell you what. But And a little bit dangerous. <laughs> but so back in the day, of course, you have the manual, all manual farming, which is time-consuming. It takes a lot of work and a lot of hands for not many... Uh, not a huge reaping as far as that goes. Yeah, you get just a bit more than (laughs) what you can support yourself with. (laughs) So that's definitely really low on the chain of production, which also this is interesting. It's jumping forward a little bit, but it kind of correlates like the increase in agriculture production and the increase in population kind of correlate. And also that helps with the increase of civilization in cities. and and more, is it urban areas? Yeah. I I feel like I'm going to get that (laughs) mixed up. No, urban's right. Yeah, which is actually funny. So I'm going back to getting a little more sidetracked. In the Middle Ages, it's a misconception that everything was rural, but there was actually like cities. I mean, it wasn't that uncommon. Yeah, they looked majorly different than what you'd think of nowadays and maybe probably what you'd think of, of back then. But there was actual cities. Like it's not a foreign concept that just became new yeah, recently, but like, it is just one of those things. Like there was still a Paris then. Yeah. It was just a different Paris yeah. from today. <laughs> but it was still in its own right a urban city. Um, with pretty much the same benefits I'd say too in different time periods. So early early advancements were the the plow, which is a big one, because before the plow you'd have just the hoe basically and the, your metal hand tools a shovel and then the plow could get drug dragged behind a horse or an ox or mule mule any other animal that you choose a pig <laughs> however, however, well, however well that would work <laughs> so that that made it a lot faster and easier and then you had other things to pull behind animals like a cedar a mm, cutter if you going hey but that's that's getting a little bit early, more recent but you'd have all those so those were huge and that increased production I would say at least tenfold I, I'm working with very rough numbers but well yeah we don't know a ton <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm sure if you wanted to you could extrapolate all the data and find out true or much better numbers but I did not because uh, yeah I'm not getting paid enough to do that. Let's put it that way. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And then, like I was talking a little bit ago, they actually, when steam power stuff became popular, they actually had very few steam tractors, which is kind of a bizarre concept if you think about it. But they did have those. So that ushered in the increase of m- way more mechanical farming as far as actual tractors kind of replacing the horses and the animals for that kind of labor so the machine taking over the horse which you'll kind of see that trend nowadays and as we go up through the history like the machine will take over manual labor basically and it's it's always well who normally increases production but also comes with its own downsides, downsides. Yeah. and well, a whole kinda, new set of problems. You yeah, have to have better roads yeah. for transportation yeah. and everything. Perfect. Speaking of roads, um, next kind of, we move to more infrastructure because what's really needed for a civilization civilization to advance is infrastructure. And so if you have a good infrastructure, you can much faster and easier advance. I'm, I'm chalking that up to why nowadays it seems like we got a boom in the last 200 years of technologies because we, the whole, almost the whole world had (coughs) quite a bit of infrastructure to go up. So it makes it easier to go. It's almost like, in a sense, a small exponential curve if you think about it. But I mean, not a true exponential curve (laughs) because that's, then we'd probably be on the moon right now or something. (laughs) (laughs) Just vibing. Yes. Just Um, hang out. Yeah, so infrastructure is definitely super important, and then that is ushered in by all the railroads, which played a huge role in that. Made transportation a lot, lot easier over long distances. Also, a little bit of some canals helped, but that's not everywhere. Railroads were way more accessible, and yeah, I wonder how much the canals actually did
1: help in
0: like because it takes
1: a lot of work to make one. Well, in, the first in states
0: place. like New York, like the Erie Canal, that definitely had a big impact but the funny thing is by the time they actually finished it the whole impact it had was pretty short-lived it was like 20 years of good use and then like railroads came and then it was like oh it's just like another yeah. <laughs> like, railroads are almost as good or better so <laughs> it was pretty sad because it just kind of was like it was very useful for the short period of time and then it kind of got outdated that's another thing to consider is once you reach a certain level The older levels of technology are outdated and they're worse and so you just have this weird overlap and then new incoming of other technology that supersedes it and then you have all this old tech that is basically useless in some sort of terms um but we'll get into that later so railroads important infrastructure important in that time period, I wish I wish I knew the date, but electricity started getting popular past, let's say a little past railroads. I don't know the true time of when it really started to get infrastructure for electricity. But once that got infrastructure, like I said, it was kind of exponential. And so the easy pleasurable-ness of society, and And just like the messaging as well you got the The telegraph
1: and then the telephone Mm -hmm. later on yeah so that communication is greatly accelerated you didn't have to rely on horses for rapid communication Mm -hmm. anymore
0: yep and then so that spread all across and then from there you got obviously the introduction this is a little bit out of chronological, chronological—not chronological, not chronological, <laughs> chronological <laughs> order—but you also have new military technology, which includes better boats, better weapons, guns, gunpowder, bombs, better cannons, bigger cannons, um, and a whole different time for even tactics and everything.
1: That's why the Civil War is. So interesting because it's a, like a huge mix of different um, weapons technologies. Yep. Like, you have a couple of the new cannons, like you'd mentioned, mm-hmm. and you have the
0: ironclads coming into play. Yeah, basically, new metal, ca- new kinds n- of boats, n- yeah, metal ships, yeah. <laughs> destroying everybody. <laughs> um, okay, so actually, just a little bit before that, because like I said, we're American, so <laughs> we, we know a little bit, we have a little bit of knowledge in our database of our brains. That's a weird term to think of but of the civil no not civil revolutionary war one of the interesting things is the redcoats or the british normally when they fought they would march in straight lines across the field and a lot of times because we're like we're not going to do that because we we don't have that kind of resource we wouldn't do that so we'd like have cover and have more guerrilla type tactics and so not all the time it's kind of a generalization and also in the Civil War, I think they did a lot of that marching across fields too, which is <laughs> kind of funny to think about it because I thought like, hmm, I thought we would have gotten away by that from that by now, but you never know. But so th- that kind of shifted in, and and I feel like it was more of the introduction to oh these are long range weapons, guns, and fighting with them is a whole new animal. So and that was one of the reasons I feel like the uh, Revolutionary War got way went the way it did. Is because of the different tactics
1: and. If they uh, just didn't wear red, they would have won it. I don't. I don't think that was the whole reason. If they stood out in
0: all the places. It's like your camouflage is bad. <laughs> they go,
1: uh. Imagine if that was the the little thread. No pun intended. That <laughs> that um was the difference.
0: Oh my goodness! That's, that's, if
1: they were wearing like dark green or something they would have fine yeah (laughs) maybe i don't know i mean obviously there's a lot more to the revolutionary war than just the battles Mm -hmm.
0: yeah because i mean to it
1: because it's more than just the war like england is so far away at that point because it takes so long to get soldiers there in the first place even messages like yeah they didn't even know they'd won the war (laughs) for a little while (laughs) yeah well they'd lost the war i guess yeah yeah true true. wait a minute what history are you talking about there was a the the king he wrote in his in his journal on I I think it was July 4th 1776
0: (laughs) nothing of significance happened today (laughs) that's great that you know of (laughs) or had information (laughs) on Uh, and that's that's like kind of what we're talking about how the effect of faster communication is kind of I mean that's kind of what shapes modern day military stuff like communication and timing is key m- yeah key and very important so that's another thing that is um, a big advancement and interesting in civilizations oh, I'm not going to be able to say that word uh, is how much communication and all that actually affects it like and and tr- speed of travel too I guess I could say mm. um, yeah. like caleb was saying they probably would have gone differently if one great britain knew in a more timely fashion and two could easily have access to faster getting things over to the americas at that point in time so those are some things that kind of shaped history here
1: yeah they had so much uh, so much like resource availability to them that if they had the fast transportation they would they could have easily
0: won that conflict whoops <laughs> i think i only got it on me oh that reminds me story you can keep this in the podcast if you want to but funny story um i was in a friend's car and that was when i was a kid and we were we were driving somewhere and him and i were in the back seat and i had a gatorade and i was drinking it and you know when you hit the bottom of it uh-huh. to like get them and spill it on them and but we were in their car and luckily he did that but all the big Gatorade that came out like spilled on me and nothing on their car. <laughs> so I was like, well, I mean, it's good, but it's bad because I'm all sticky. <laughs> but it's just funny how nothing, none of it got on the car. It was just like all on me. I was like, how is that even possible? <laughs> you can put that in the end of those like, bloopers. Or, inter- <laughs> or intermission. Or at the be- the beginning <laughs> scene, <laughs> too. Yeah, that works, too. <laughs> yeah. um, actually, getting back to the podcast, after because after the Revolutionary War and then the Civil War, and since we're getting to the closer, tighter time periods, I'm going to let Caleb take over and share some of his more modern stuff, and then I'll kind of either jump in or uh, fill in the gaps or whatever. I know I'm I know I'm know missing a huge time <laughs> jump there, yeah. but I said I'll give Caleb time to
1: speak. Well, well who cares about the 1800s anyway? Yeah, I know. Nothing, nothing, nothing happened cool happened, Yeah, man. It wasn't important, you know. We're going to pick it up and, like, the 19-whatevers, 80s, something like that. <laughs> the computers. The computer age. I mean, I, I guess there's, like, the abacus. Like, <laughs> humans have always made, like, ways to make their computations more efficient.
0: Like, But the abacus has been around for ages. Yeah, like, that yeah. was way back when, too. So I guess
1: that's technically wait, or, probably the first computer,
0: quote-unquote. Or was it because... And we just always see it in media, and it's just like a false. <laughs> like some at some point they're gonna be like some scientist in nineteen oh five made the like, abacus. We're gonna make ab- have <laughs> We're
1: gonna have abacuses everywhere. <laughs> I mean, that would be that would be weird. I wonder what the what the archaeological slash historical find that's been like the largest fake, and we don't know that it's fake still. Oh, that is interesting. Obviously, I don't know. Yeah, anything actually, about archaeology,
0: but it like they definitely had like. Ga- intricate gadgets because I think back in the day they ha- saw like they dug up a really intricate and complicated clock or like not clock but like mechanical it was like an astrolabe wasn't it it was like something you know for stars I'm, you know what right? I'm talking about though. yeah yeah like it you was would, like, like calculate where all the yeah, planets it was something would be where you and say, stuff something where you say whoa like they made that back then and it was like big <laughs> wasn't it like a build almost like I feel like a building not building
1: size but like we're thinking about different things. I was thinking about, like, the little... It wasn't super big. They found it, like, in a, sh- in a sunken ship from... I think it was, the like, the Roman times. Oh, really? Maybe Greek. Okay. But it was, like, this... It was, like, this thing for calculating where the planets would be, I believe. Which is pretty tricky since they didn't even know for sure that the Earth was round <laughs> at that point. They're,
0: like, it's our best guess.
1: They just, like, recognized all the patterns in the planets yeah. and were able to make this device for it so probably some some smart um person (laughs) or teams of people were responsible for making that yeah
0: well i know it's funny if (coughs) if if, like we didn't have video and documentation evidence of this era if somebody's gonna be like oh yeah they had smartphones in like 1980s (laughs) they show media (laughs) pictures of like the old days and they're all smartphones that'd be hilarious i mean in a couple hundred years the 1980s will
1: blend kind of basically with the yeah, 2000s like it will right. all be the same then, right? Yeah, it's true. That, that's also funny to think about. It's like the 1780s versus the 1800s like for <laughs> us it, like we don't real there could have been like a huge difference yeah. between those times but we don't think about it No, Yeah. <laughs> but anyways, um I guess I focused a lot more on computers just because that's where my mind instantly went when I thought about technology. So just the amount that they influence our everyday lives even since the 90s The 90s are when like computers got really big And all the businesses And like the stock market When was he means on big he l-
0: means literally big Back then the computers were big <laughs> <laughs> Yeah we, we, we
1: we've, bo- we've all had those like Computers with like the giant monitor And the huge case And it was still a potato By modern <laughs> standards A
0: potato. Oh.
1: I wonder how much Of a pr- profit or loss you would make if you had one of those in brand new condition nowadays like would it be valuable as a collectible is it not that old yet or would it just be like that computer's trash
0: i feel like it would be valuable to the right collectible but other than that it's trash <laughs> like, so if
1: you have like a rare one one that's like hard to get
0: or like the first one or something like that or the uh, one of the first few yeah. or if somebody's like a super computer History, nerd, nerd and <laughs> or buff like they would want to buy it but other than that it's just like meh useless yes. to us now
1: I've heard, I've heard like the bill gates stories of like the stuff that he coded in the like the amounts of ram they had in their computers yeah was like, it's like this computer
0: is giant it has 512 kilobytes of storage, <laughs> you're like, whoa! How, how do they manage that?
1: <laughs> yeah, I think the, fir- <laughs> the first um, thing that ran Windows, I believe it was measured in the ki- kilobytes. Like, the all the code for the first yeah. Windows Actually, let's give trial a, thing.
0: Let's give our listeners a quick reference, because as modern children of the tech era, we, we grew up with this, so we know what a gigabyte, a megabyte, and a kilobyte is, but I know a lot of people, or some people, don't actually know. So I'll break it down small, very shortly. So a gigabyte is a thousand megabytes. A megabyte is a thousand kilobytes. It's not exactly a thousand. But it's general. It's close. Gen- general. Yes. So, um, and if you think of a new high quality I- picture from a smartphone, that's probably like five megabytes. In, yeah. In storage or less. wise, or this this audio file that you're listening to is probably going to end up like being a few megabytes or pro- almost like 50 so a good a decent size
1: yeah i don't know what bitrate we're on right now it depends on like how high quality we're recording yeah. the audio at true, at true. the end yeah. of the day
0: yeah so that's a quick reference cuz i know like my mother doesn't know the difference between a gigabyte and a megabyte and a kilobyte to save your life. So she's like, Is that big? I'm like, um, well it's kinda big. (laughs) I mean I don't know. (laughs) And then there's also terabytes, which is even more is a hundred. A terabyte is huge. Not a hundred, a thousand gigabytes. That's like what the fancy
1: laptops have. They have a terabyte of storage. Or like the really high end phones.
0: Oh, there's no They make phones with terabyte terabyte storage. That's insane. That is wild.
1: I've never like met somebody who had one, but <laughs> That's like your phone is an exist. SSD
0: basically or a hard drive. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't understand like the reason for that. Like, you can't possibly like by the time you put that much information on your phone, your phone would be so slow it would not even be worth having. Oh, I don't know. Cuz that's days eventually way too much processing stuff. Eventually, process. a terabyte is going to be
1: like the standard. Oh. Like the baseline. <laughs> oh, it's, no. Because it's I forget bigger the and bigger. I forget the stat, but this is like a stat for how the storage of computers has gotten bigger and bigger over the days, over the years. I guess I should say. <laughs> I mean days, yeah, years. Um, but lots of
0: many days. It's like
1: the internet, which is the internet is basically just stored on lots and lots of computers. Most of them are super huge computers owned by. like microsoft and amazon web services and like the big companies and then they rent out space in those giant computers called servers the giant computers are called servers and they're like optimized for high traffic like a bunch of people trying to access stuff on the internet at the same time
0: yeah so so actually how i don't know how much research you did but if you're talking about servers how does the internet kind of work (laughs) <laughs> oh, the internet is a wild mess a wild basically. Mess. All right. So, I'll I'll kind
1: of I'll do my best to explain it. So, y- let's say you're at your house. In your house, you are probably using Wi-Fi or you plug you plug your computer directly into your thing called your router. And your router is basically what allows the devices in your house to talk to the other computers in the world that are connected to the internet. So every time, whenever you're connected to Wi-Fi, you're connected to a router, or I guess you could be connected to a switch or something like that technically, right?
0: Yeah. But
1: But it's basically a router either way.
0: let's see.
1: And then the router, what it does is it converts it to... uh, If you have... Fiber optic, I guess. We'll assume you have fiber
0: optic. (laughs) That's like recent, more recent.
1: (laughs) Yeah. But it basically it converts it to a different way of speaking, so it converts it into a different language. And then it sends it literally at the speed of light through special fiber optic cables to your servers of your internet service provider. So we have internet service provider with fiber here so our internet's pretty fast a lot of people around here since it's kind of rural ish for internet don't have fiber and they're still on wired so they're gonna be maybe not quite as bad as half as fast but close to half as fast and when I say half as fast I mean like 80 milliseconds which is insane. Like, 80 milliseconds to access a computer, like, across states.
0: Yeah, that's crazy. Also, it's kind of a weird internet. It's kind of a weird concept because it's basically, like, if you think about a library system, and in a library system you can, you have your information there in the library, all the books. So let's say that's your computer. <clears throat> but say your computer or the library doesn't have a specific book. It's basically, like, a sped-up version of going and getting a book from a different library and having it transported to yours. (laughs) So really just like a bunch of information transfer and that's it. Like it's a bizarre concept to think of. Or, and even the fact that the information transfer can also like not, you don't have to download it onto your computer because like if you're watching a YouTube video, you're not downloading the YouTube video, right? Yeah, it's just real time. Which is just like, whoa, that's weird. So that's, so it's like, I guess that kind of goes into like cloud because you're accessing stuff in from a different computer basically right am i thinking about that right yes so when you're watching a youtube video or
1: listening to an audio thing what's actually happening is you're getting it in like bigger chunks so when you watch a youtube video you see like the red bar which is your progress bar and then you see the little light white bar that goes ahead of that and that's how much of the youtube video your computer has downloaded So far from the actual server computer at Google, um, wherever their server is. Um, and then it's basically taking it in chunks from them. And depending on how fast it can get those chunks, you can watch it. You can watch a really high quality video, or if your internet is slower, that's why you have to watch videos in lower quality because it can't get the information fast enough. Because the high-quality videos are going to require more pixels to make them look clearer.
0: So more information. So more,
1: therefore, more information. And if your computer doesn't have a good enough internet connection to grab it fast enough, your video is going to pause itself and buffer, or you might just not be able to watch it at that speed and have to lower your resolution. And YouTube is really efficient at even people with slower connections being able to watch so that's just amazing like an amazing feat of technology in itself yeah. like well, i wouldn't even know where to start for coding that
0: <laughs> yeah i mean just the internet in general is one of those bizarre concepts and i mean i don't i i kind of know how it first started i think if i recall correctly the internet was a feature of communication that the military was working on yeah. for stable communication if other so basically it's like you can't technique you can't truly bring down the internet because it is on everyone's computers basically so you're sharing and helping with other people's internet in a small sense like it's like almost like a big database this is general and I'm sure I'm messing a lot of real key details up but like the big servers if one of those shut down it's not gonna kill the whole internet because you have all the other servers yeah basically, yeah and they're conjoined, so that's or con- I mean not like when connected when one of the big names goes down, like Real recently effective.
1: there was Amazon had a, a I don't know if it was one of their servers or but they had they had a thing happen where people couldn't access the stuff and they host um a lot of websites outside of themselves, like that's what Amazon Web Services does that's like their thing. They have their own stuff that they run Amazon and their websites like Audible or whatever. And then, other than that, they also have a lot of people paying them to have their website hosted by them just for the convenience so that they don't have to make their own little server and
0: take up space and time and money.
1: Yeah, it's more efficient when you have like this massive optimized server building plus it would be
0: faster yes or more consistent
1: yeah for sure because i assume they have like some degree of like they double store the files and stuff like that so that in case countermeasures or whatever in case something happens to one of the things it it's organized in a file system that if one of the little computer parts breaks in the server room, it doesn't bring down... Everything. That whole thing, <laughs> yeah. It just crumbles.
0: Yeah. Oh, my. Also, Facebook had a thing this really? year. Like yeah, wasn't there one like, that got... A couple months ago. Got, I thought one got affected by one of the storms t- or one of the buildings was, like... Yeah, maybe that was my... I don't remember the reasoning. Or, oh, was it the fires, maybe? In the... In yeah, Maybe. We have lack of that sort of knowledge. <laughs> Facebook, who
1: uses it? I know. <clears throat> Actually, like, a lot, of peop- everybody. a lot of people. <laughs> but anyways, getting back to how your computer talks to the internet, it just, it, it follows from your internet service providers where we left off. And then your internet service provider, their servers, they know the routes to get to all of the... All the web addresses that you would want to access, and if not, they can look for it in these libraries, I assume, or something like that, or maybe the yeah, there must be a database that has like the IPs mapped to all of the all of the um, names of the all of the
0: URLs. So that's interesting. Yeah, that's kind of like I said. It's just a strange concept. And I don't know. Is there any room to grow as far as the internet?
1: Yeah, it grow. The internet grows a lot each year. I don't remember the stat, but it's.
0: It, but isn't it like too much? Like there's just too much out there now.
1: Yeah, and some of the some of the big companies have been like deleting a lot of stuff oh that goodness. isn't used. Like YouTube has been doing this thing. Like if if your video is super old and like nobody's watched it ever. Then they'll just delete it. Really, automatically. their own, they're by themselves. Interesting. Yeah, they just have like this automatic, s- this automatic algorithm that'll delete videos that are like basically
0: no traffic and they're <laughs> old enough to be this, useless. Like my videos didn't get enough views; they all got deleted. So, so He's <laughs> like, ah, uh, interesting. Yeah. If it's not popular, it goes.
1: Yeah, so I don't know if that was like a thing for unlisted videos, because a lot of people use YouTube just they. Just store their videos. Yeah. They just upload... Or, like, to share to personal people. Unlisted, yeah. yeah. yeah,
0: Which is not something I kind of understood until lately. I was like, what? <laughs> it was <kind> of
1: <laughs> well, it's slow to upload to YouTube, but once you get it there, it's there forever, I guess? More, kind I of? Guess, maybe. maybe not anymore? <laughs> we <laughs> really don't know. Yeah. Uh, but anyways, as far as the servers are concerned, we have... Uh, I have a server at my house which runs a Minecraft world a lot of the time. <laughs> it basically it's up all the time, so it's just kind of been a fun project for me and
0: Eli as well. You've heard
1: Eli in the background of one of the Maybe, previous yeah. episodes. Yeah.
0: Also, a uh, note, something to note, a server is just really a computer connected to the internet. Yeah. But so I mean some it, It's like it stores information basically.
1: Yeah, some are more optimized than others, so the one we have is like a Dell Optiplex. So it's not super optimized to be a server, but we can kind of do some things with software that allows yep. us
0: to... It doesn't even need a monitor Yeah, to I
1: just uh, oh. go into it from my other computer.
0: <laughs> <laughs> kind of wild, I'll we'll say that.
1: But yeah, I, I do have a small chunk of the internet awesome right over us. there. <laughs>
0: this is the internet. This is the internet. <laughs>
1: oh <gasps> yeah. no so that's that's my small contribution however many gigabytes the server is it's usually yeah. like by the end of the world it's like maybe 8 gigabytes
0: maybe oh, depending on how much you. people explore okay, what if you like is there a way to like set up a computer to be like a big server computer so you can say like oh yeah I have I have like 1% of the internet <laughs> on my servers yeah. Or is it, it does yeah. not really work like that. You
1: could. You. I mean, it would be super expensive to like <laughs> own one percent of the internet because that's I just, like petabytes. Of I know. Information. I know. I was just throwing out a number. <laughs> petabytes are pricey. I've looked. I've looked into it. Just how many terabytes is that? I believe a petabyte is roughly thousand terabytes. Okay, so that's a lot.
0: Because that that's like exponential growth when you're going. Well, no. Yeah. Is that exponential growth? Because it's a thousand of this, Well, it's a thousand of that. Well, mm, yeah. Well, I guess yeah. If you're thinking of it that way, yes. Okay. I guess but yeah,
1: yeah. I have my personal computer has a little over two terabytes of storage. It's like two and a quarter, and I haven't it's barely. barely it. gone over a terabyte, and I have logs of videos for years and years back. <laughs> It's it's wild to me like how people some people have like 10 terabyte drives. I'm like what do you do with that? <laughs>
0: uh, how many games do you have? <laughs> <laughs> just like a few really really big ones. <laughs> yeah. Oh. <laughs> um let's see. We c- um, we kind of touched on the communication aspect of new technology. Yeah, we were getting into
1: just like the Speed. the telephone yeah. is how much we got to but obviously we've modified the telephone so mm-hmm. much that it's basically not yeah. even the same thing anymore. Yeah.
0: I mean you can use the internet basically for your telephone usage. Yeah.
1: And you can carry yeah. you can carry one in your pocket that's also a pretty good computer like no joke. You like, like cell phones are so powerful compared to the computers back in the day <laughs> like even the computers we had 10 years ago would be comparable like the average computer from 10 years ago might be comparable to a modern cell phone in processing power really just how fast it gets things done oh i can i can imagine i'm not, I'm not sure how close that would be but it they're at least in like the same ballpark which is insane I think that's, yeah i think
0: that's pretty close yeah that would make pretty much sense like, i'm just
1: thinking like the average computer is probably like a, some laptop that like a dell laptop that somebody buys and <laughs> it's like okay eight gigs ram
0: in like 10 years you'll have to throw linux on it to revive it <laughs> <laughs> I, I love throwing linux on old I, laptops I have, I have like two laptops that i need to throw linux on to make them usable because uh windows and old computers don't love each other
1: let's put it that way Windows is greedy. Like, they just take all the new tech and they eat it all up instantly. <laughs> Windows uses so much in the background. Like, yeah. I, I, I shouldn't get into that because... <laughs> but I digress. That's a completely different podcast. <laughs>
0: <laughs>
1: oh. um, but yeah, just... I guess my last point is kind of the technology stacking on the technology. So... I guess you could call it technology squared. So, Oh, that's cool. What technology our modern computers have allowed us to even fathom thinking about? Like some of our...
0: Oh, like we have such good computers, we can make a supercomputer, which is way better. (laughs) Yes, we can make
1: supercomputers or we can run like... Artificial intelligence is like the buzzword nowadays. And I guess the way people go about it is doing a neural net and we're still a long ways away from anything close to human intelligence in the way that humans think I mean obviously in some ways computers are ridiculously more intelligent than people
0: it's just a lot of like yes and no's right as far as I understand from well
1: when it all comes down to it that's how most every computer works except for quantum computers it's just whether the bit is turned on or off (laughs) at the end of the day and then you just take that and you multiply it and you multiply it again and it becomes so complex you can't even think about it in that, in those terms anymore. Like you're thinking about it in big, huge software programs.
0: Yeah. Um, it's it's kind of how I think about how electricity and how we're trying to get a superconductor. It's like now that we've had this point of electricity, we want to get more and because we know we're kind of capable of a lot like how can we get this how can we make a superconductor that nah. is the fastest possible or the best possible is that kind of the line you were thinking of yeah the analogy? superconductor is a <laughs> the-
1: big ask like people want a lot of the people who are making these supercomputers want the computer to be able to talk to it to be able to think really fast i guess is the best way I can mm-hmm. explain it You you
0: don't want one of those loading bars.
1: Yeah, so you want this part of the computer way over here to be able to communicate to this other part that's physically distanced away. You want to eliminate the time to where it's
0: basically no time at all and it's instant. Or if it's thinking a lot, it'll even be less. (laughs) Or is that something different? Hmm? Like if it's processing a lot of different things because it's so fast, it'll be less. It'll be less what? Time. Process and send all that. Like, yeah, multiple things instead yeah. of just like one thing. Uh, yeah, I think I know what you mean. Okay. So you're saying that the um, the technology stacks upon each other. How, what kind of what are you referring to there, as far as?
1: Yeah, like just the stuff that computers have been have allowed us to create. Like, we've got we've talked a lot about the internet. That is one of the things, and then the things that the internet has allowed us to create. We've created like all these websites. I'm I'm struggling for examples here. But <laughs> well, YouTube, I guess. Uh, I was thinking more like a, a technology like a useful website.
0: School, yeah. <laughs> um <laughs> uh, Facebook. Yeah, sure. We'll take <laughs> Facebook for I don't example. Know.
1: But something that runs off of the internet and then that allows for rapid communication between lots of people or e- Amazon for instance. Oh yeah, Amazon. Yeah. Because it's revolutionized the way that people buy things, which is a huge deal that wouldn't you wouldn't even be able to think of the concept of Amazon if it weren't for computers. Yeah. And is, then if it weren't for the internet either. That is true. Well, and it has to be super fast and super huge
0: for it to work and all the logistics well, I wouldn't say that because there's, I mean, it's allowed for niche websites to exist too. The opposite side of the spectrum where you have things that only <laughs> sell a specific item, so you have a lot of selection. Yes, in that. but they don't sell everything.
1: Selling the everything
0: is what is. Well, actually, no. I would say it's brilliant. more. I would say it's more the opposite because you wouldn't have a niche store in a small town that only. Well, you might, but it would be less common to have that because. Mm-hmm you have less people wanting to get that one item. You know what I mean? Yeah, true. So I would almost think it would be the it'd actually be more beneficial or more common.
1: Yeah, I guess that's kind of how Amazon has marketed itself. It's like the general store of the olden days it's, it's in the, modern It's speak. the
0: Walmart of online or something. Yeah, <laughs> more or less. Uh,
1: Which is pretty... Yeah, it, it's just like who who actually goes and does physical christmas shopping anymore i mean obviously some people do but it most of those people it's because they actually enjoy that it's not because they
0: feel like that's the way to do a it anymore option. yeah yeah is less convenient yeah i guess i guess it kind of boils down to also convenience and ease of access for a lot of it
1: yeah you can, you can literally type what you want. And it shows up And for chances you. are pretty high you'll be able to find it. Unless it doesn't exist. <laughs> well, that, <laughs> that's an entirely different problem. <laughs> then you get to use the cool tech to make it. To make it.
0: Yeah. Actually, um, speaking of new things, you were talking a little bit about AI. Can you give a little more insight in
1: that? I don't know a ton about AI, but I guess I can go into it a little bit more. Isn't
0: there two types of AI systems? Like, one is from the ground up, where it learns off of, like, which is the harder AI to develop is where it learns itself, like it teaches itself, basically. Um, And there's the other one, which is from top (coughs) down, where you, like, more program it, say, okay, if this is true, then do that. Yes, which is uh, the common use? use I guess the
1: tru- truer AI would be the neural net, which you only give it like one or two standards. like it takes chess for instance, because that's what I'm most familiar with in regards to AI, you basically just give it the rules and then how to win. And you're like, and then you tell it winning is good. go figure it out. <laughs> and then it plays a bunch of games against itself and it literally teaches itself chess from the ground up and you get very interesting results and it plays in weird ways that a human might never think about and it's very I guess you could almost say it's creative because it made it's own new idea that the
0: humans haven't thought about yet. Oh that's weird. So so we're actually kind of close to that neural network you're saying but in the s- simplest sense though.
1: Yeah I mean it's n-
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: hmm it's it doesn't. It doesn't have the same results as a human. So we. It's very difficult for us to make oh. something that thinks like a human. Similarly to a human, we can make things that think better than a human in some ways. It's like, just like
0: it's but it's pure computing power, basically. Yes. In like raw obviously,
1: compute every computer can run software that will beat any human in chess or really any true? team of humans in chess. Yeah. Really. Yeah. Oh, that's weird. Like, I can download Stockfish 14 on this computer, and n- no human can be Stockfish 14 now, I'm quite certain.
0: I'm going to try. I'm going to beat it for you <laughs> yeah. on your computer. I'm just kidding.
1: We, you should no, no, no. reconsider Wait. your career if <laughs> you can be Stockfish 14 no, no, first try.
0: Do you know how I'll beat it? I'll make my own program that will beat it. Does that That count? would
1: also be very impressive. Does, does that count, though? People, I mean, that would be much easier, <laughs> but it, that's still very hard. <laughs> uh, maybe. I haven't tried it, so I don't know. But I assume it's gonna be hard. <laughs> yeah, so but, stockfish is the, the kind of the old school way of a computer solving chess. It just calculates every possible position. Oh. Oh. and it calculates like these millions of pos- positions and a lot of Futures, those
0: like future positions too yes
1: a lot of those the humans aren't even thinking about but it doesn't like know how to think so it just calculates everything but is computers s- are so powerful it can calculate oh is it so it far so anyway no, it's not, because okay. computers are insane. That's
0: good. <laughs> we're, we're past the point of getting to that limit. Yeah. Oh, that's kind of a funny thing to think about, like, the limit that a technology can set on you. Like, for instance, we can only get so fast of a computer because we don't have superconductors. But mm-hmm. if we had superconductors, which is kind of the, what people are kind of working on, then we can get an even faster computer. I think that's that kind of also what you're referring to as the stacking technology, or is that... Yeah, like,
1: uh, well, kind of yes. Just I mean, we can use our computers to be able to help us to discover new things, like to so the computers are gonna be a great help to us, and we might not be able to find an ideal superconductor if one exists if it weren't for computers. Like we would be much more lost and in the dark if we didn't have that great calculating power
0: oh i see so it's helping us in more ways than one as far as to get it yeah is interesting well do you have any other thing you want to touch on um i guess not all right just as at some point all this technology is going to be rendered useless so is this (laughs) podcast episode ending (laughs) um roll the outro oh they're right <laughs> If we, get we, we don't have outro music, but we will hopefully hit you with outro music someday. At, at some point. Also, uh, a huge disclaimer everything that we just mentioned, we could have been lying to you. So make sure that. Do your own research. Do your own research and uh, check all this stuff out for yourself. Uh, especially this episode because we didn't use. We didn't cite any sources and we kind of just. A little bit more off the top of our heads because yes we're lazy yeah
1: we were uh yeah i wasn't impressed with my work yeah, ethic on this one same
0: thing all things considered i think it went pretty well and if it is interesting to you then bravo you didn't waste an hour or so of your life well what, what an encouraging outro uh, that's why we call ourselves on the dorm. yeah <laughs>
1: All right, we will catch you all in two weeks. Bye. See ya.